ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. How's it going, everyone? Hope you're all doing well, wherever you are in the world. In this one today, uh, me and Laura got together to speak about the topic of, in the conversation of sacred sex. Um, this is something that a lot of people don't uh, kind of understand how heavily, uh, deeply attached to uh, the journey of ascension this one is. You know, like I feel like, especially right now on the planet, uh, a lot of people are, I know personally, a lot of people are doing a lot of work when it comes to, to sexual energy and sexual healing. But fundamentally, you know, like... Um, the the act of uh, of of sex in in culture has definitely been very much out of balance uh, for a long time on this planet in my opinion but a lot of us now are kind of like going on our own healing journeys and bringing a lot of attention to this and a lot of um and creating safe spaces where we can explore like uh, sacred forms of sexuality where we can actually uh, heal the true divine and feminine divine masculine and true divine feminine on the planet and um but anyway, in this one today, it'll all make sense. We dive into this topic and much more as well. As you know, we always do. These conversations dive all over, go all over the place. As you know, they're, they're in real time. The, a lot of the time I'm doing these as live streams. So it's even more realer, you know. And if you want to, you know, if I do, I'm doing these on a regular basis now. And if you want to head over to YouTube, that's the place where these things are, are live streamed from. Head over, you know, and... Um, Put your comments or put your questions in the in the in the live, and um, I'll get around answering them. And you know, like these lives are obviously only going to get better and better because the more obviously more people know about them, you know, the more the obviously the 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 more the sort of the level of question better questions are going to start coming in, you know, and obviously also the level of interaction is going to get better too. So the the richness of the the conversations are just going to continue to get better because sometimes the nature of when I, do, I know I do podcasts by myself as well, like just record them and put them on, but sometimes when you do a live stream, uh, sometimes the level of conversations always is sometimes dependent upon the questions that the that the of the the people who answer the ask, ask questions as well in the level of interaction to sort of poke me and prod me into certain directions of things that I need to talk about. So um, I would love to see you over there on the lives anyway. Um, so enjoy this one if you can. As always, check out the Telegram group and check out the the, the ways to support the podcast, whether it's through Patreon, one-off donation, a crypto option, and um, there's many other things going on with the podcast too. If you want to head over to the Ascend podcast website and you'll see everything else I've got going on from like coaching, if that interests you, or um, also the retreats as well that's coming up in the future. So anyway, I love you all. Enjoy this one. It's a powerful one. Peace and love. Here we go. So let's talk about sex, baby. 
Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you. Let's dive deep. <clears throat> so, in this one today, um, uh, me and Laura wanted to speak about the start off anyway by speaking about the topic of uh, sacred sex. Um, you know, what does sacred sex mean? <laughs> um, but it's, um, but it, we're not, obviously, we're not speaking about this topic in a way to kind of like. To, to look cool in any kind of way or anything like that we think it's very important and it's obviously where we're up to on our own sort of journeys you know together and um it's obviously something that we kind of you know want to want to share with you share our current level of consciousness just so you can kind of you know get a get a good understanding for your journey because it is it, it is crucial to ascension but as you know the nature of these nature of these lives um it isn't always um about kind of like um you know, it's not always, a, we're not just going to be speaking about one topic, but it's going to obviously go all over the place because once we start interacting with everyone else like we normally do in the in the streams, obviously the, you know, these conversations are real, you know, they're not scripted, so it's going to kind of go all over the place. And just before we do start diving into the topic, I wanted to mention as well, just bring attention to the Telegram group. If any of you want to join the free Telegram group, I'd love to see you over there. And also, if you can, consider supporting the podcast as well. It really helps keep this thing going. Um, but to start anyway, you know, um, to start the topic of, start on the topic of sacred sex and it's something that me and Laura have been working through in our through our own journeys and um it's something that we've kind of wanted to talk around talk about for quite a while now but we wanted to sort of have a bit more understanding about the topic first um to, to so we can actually honor honor it in a way that most kind of best serves you you know and um you know we wouldn't class ourselves as as experts or anything by any by any chance you know like I said before we're just documenting our current uh, level of consciousness because i think that's going to be so valuable to a lot of people who are watching now because and a lot valuable a lot of people as well who are also um serious serious about ascension as well and um and it's it really isn't an, an important uh, sub- subject and like i said before it's probably some of the stuff that we might talk about might trigger trigger some people you know um some people's probably going to say oh that's a load of bullshit you know continue doing all the nefarious stuff that you need to do you know um or it's probably going to inspire some people and it might also like i think it'll probably activate a lot of the sort of the deep the truth seekers out there who you know who are really serious about ascension i think it's probably gonna they're gonna lap a lot of this stuff up um but you know for so long on my journey and i can speak for laura too you know we've been practicing the you know the the wrong type of sex for years you know and um and it, i think it's only when you kind of like when you truly start um start tre- start going on the other side of, the th- of of the coin kind of thing and really feeling the v- benefits of true sacred sex where kind of like you kind of understand where you, where you were going wrong to some degree and kind of feel how much you're out of balance you know and you can also from that position once you start tapping into that true form of sex you can kind of start realizing how you know the world around us is actually designed in a way to make us abandon that true way and then the only way best technology i can kind of give her this is where um is for example when you know when you watch pornography and um you know i used to do that in the past and um when you watch pornography when you're in that place you know you think oh this is cool uh, this feels great you know you're really you're kind of disconnected from from truly truly what it's actually doing doing here from a deeper level and it's only kind of when you come out of watching pornography where you look back and go ah that's what that place was you know that's kind of what that extensional pit was but you have to kind of it's only when you sort of step out of that that you can kind of look back in and go ah and take a take a pause definitely i think a lot of 
I think the main thing nowadays is like a lot of children are being exposed to pornography at such a young age. Um, I mean, I remember how a girl showed me it when I was about seven. And of course, when you're a child, it's gonna invoke all these sorts of feelings because it's a very sort of like, <laughs> it's like, it's um, sort of activating all the chemicals in your body and you're getting aroused as a child. But because as a child, you're operating from such a, a deep brainwave state, you're in like a, like a hypnotic trance most of your childhood and all these messages are going straight to your subconscious mind that pornography you're watching is actually very damaging to your like perception of what sex is and what healthy sex is and so it's like um Kanye West gives an example with coffee tables where you know uh, a kid jumps on a coffee table and the adult says get off the coffee table but to to the kid that coffee table is like a pedestal it's it's a castle it's a planet you know it's not just a concept of a coffee table to a child's um it's non-existent and he says as you get older there's uh your world's full of coffee table coffee tables and it's calculating you into traffic it's calculating you into a job that you don't like and i think it's the same with pornography it's like yeah i can pinpoint like being exposed to pornography as a child and I can see how that effect that affected so many things in my life of in my perceptions of what love and sex look like and I think it's ultimately just very damaging yeah definitely I mean that's the thing like um like it's like I said before you've got to kind of like come through the other side to to realize you know what that what what that energy truly was because it is it is an energy that that the whole world right now is there's a collective purging of this energy in my opinion as well and that's why we're also wanting to talk about this because it is it's a it's crucial in the role of of um of ascension you know but like the whole of society now is kind of like is 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 manipulating not only just ch- children's minds but adults minds to sort of to to have your energy pulled pulled out of balance you know and more into them sort of more into the more into the lower nature and also just to add as well we can kind of see why just not to go too far into this because there's loads more that i want we want to talk about but i can also see from my own personal level how maybe a lot of men just speaking from the masculine side of things, but this is probably also the same for a feminine, how through pornography and things like that, a lot of men are have been seduced um, to, and maybe not maybe not to stand up for certain rights that's going on in the world now. Um, and also, not only pornography does that, many many things does that, you know, on, on the path as well. Um, anything you want to say on that? Yeah, it's just, it's a pacifier, really. It's like... At the, at the core of, at the core of these addictions, like porn addiction, coffee addiction, is like a, is like a, unconscious wound and it's like you might feel coffee might make you feel like you want to live for a little bit longer while you know there's a part of you that that feels like it it can't go on it it's tired of living and it can't be bothered with life pornography is the same it's 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 pacifying an emotional wound and i think this society is is kind of in i don't know if invert it's the right word but kind of it's it sort of rewards and monopolizes and gains and capitalizes off um, the worst aspects of human nature, sort of like lustfulness, sloth, greed, all these sorts of things are kind of um, really profit, happen to be really profitable. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just think, I just think it's, it's extremely damaging. Um, yeah. yeah, and and no and no woman no woman woman wants an ejaculator for a man, you know, <laughs> and that <laughs> goes. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know that's the interesting thing though. No woman does want that, you know, because just speaking from the masculine side of things, you know, and um, because 
you know, when, for example, when when a man is kind of like, you know, when a man sat, sat, uh, carrying out acts of masturbation, for example, you know, he's satisfying himself. That's if he's in a relationship, you know, he's satisfying himself through that act, and that's like kind of a, a fleeting experience. But when you with uh, when you're in a loving relationship, you know, that's like a an, um, an everlasting experience. You know, it's like it's not just something. Like when you truly carry out like the true act of lovemaking, you know, it's not something that's just a quick release or a quick re- release of chemicals or um or like a, um, a quick quick release like a slug on the floor, you know. It's um it's more everlasting, you know. It's like something that that you know that carries forward for the for the next few days, for the next week, for the rest of your life. And you and there's deeper there's deeper principles to that. What it does too, as well, you know, you're creating your own sacred temple with that person. You know, you're not kind of like allowing other people's DNA, other people's biology, other people's information into your into your center. You know, you're creating your your sacred temple. Obviously, I'll want to speak about that a bit more. You know, but um, also as well, like just for speak about my own experience before we start diving too deep. Um, you know, my experience through this is where, because you know, when for example, when you um, well, I know this is for the same for a lot of culture around the world. You know, but when I was a, a young person growing up in the world. You know, like it's something that you do. You know, you 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 with your mates and you you watch pornography. You, you talk derogative about females. You have casual sex. You know, you kind of like um, it's you know your whole your whole energy is is all about that. You know, like um, every, even that how you how you exercise your body, how you, what foods you eat, how, what clothes you wear, how you act. Your whole behavior is um, is circumnavigated around around other sexual partners, and um, I kind of feel like um, you know. This is my my um, examples of this. You know, for example, if you are in a close group of friends and you're trying to kind of like break that that nuances and break them bubbles of like trying to treat girls with respect. You know, you don't want to just have casual sex. There will be groups of friends who will kind of laugh at you behind your back. You know, like they'll say, "Oh, you gay." Um, you know, you shouldn't be. Uh, you know, women are just an object kind of thing. You know, there is a a culture around like kind of like promoting the the, the dominant nature of ma- ma- the masculine nature to be out of to be out of balance to some degree and for me kind of coming through that you know it was only like it was only because like i was um kind of educating myself on the topic of like how to really sort of balance my own sexual energies and understand how if you are serious about in- ascension you know you need to balance these energy centers within the body and i've had kind of like psychedelic experiences that's kind of taught me about the 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 outer balance nature within inside of myself i've seen like me and laura's had examples where we've kind of like been working through this en- sexual energy we've seen ourselves visually um through our mind's eye as as reptilians we've seen reptilians in each other uh, through through visual experiences so it's kind of like you know like the for my journey um the whole Every lesson I've been learning has been telling us about this. That I need that this this is something that is important to the journey of ascension, and and, and, a, and that you need to sort of get it get get it figured out, you know, and um, and forget about like what someone says about you if they kind of like they don't, you know, if they kind of think that you 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 you're sort of sad or stupid for like kind of trying to do this, you know, and they think they call you queer or whatever they do, you know, um, you know, honor your honor your soul, and it will lead you to the right place, and that's kind of where I'm up to now. Yeah, I think sex is a, a sacred energy exchange and I think the culture kind of waters down the act and kind of um, sort of cheapens it to a certain extent. And I think a lot of a lot of what happens, especially with women, is we're told that our worth is how like is in how attractive we are to a man and how like kind of sexy we come across. And that's kind of the anger I've been feeling quite a lot um, recently is like people not really seeing us for who I am, just kind of seeing my outer shell and not really seeing like what's going on inside. But 
a lot of men have kind of been conditioned to see women as objects and a lot of women have been conditioned to objectify themselves i mean i've used this example loads but i was when i was a kid like i wanted to be christina aguilera and christina aguilera in that dirty music video like i thought she looked the, like the coolest person ever and now that when i look back and i see like is he as a young child being exposed to that sort of hyper-sexualized content, how damaging that was for my own sort of self-worth and self-esteem and my, my own view of myself. And I think another thing is, I think the, especially with pornography, it's a, an overly masculinized, like kind of dominating theme in, in, most, in most pornography. And I see that kind of playing out in terms of the, how the, the world's operating at the moment. It's very dominating, domineering and controlling. So I think it's like there's a, there's something going on within the the masculine and feminine energies within the culture that's kind of been trying to find the right balance at the moment and it has been out of balance in the past. Yeah, definitely. And also just to add as well, I think because I wanted to dive a bit more into the topic of ascension and how it's linked because um, I think a lot of people don't realise um, when it comes to, to sex, sacred sex, how this is heavily linked to ascension. You know, like I said before, we live in a culture that kind of just pacifies it and things it's just something that you do you know for fun to have a laugh you know to, or to squirt you know and um sort of get, get that quick release of endorphins in your body um and it's something that we've kind of wish we just do you know like but you know all um spiritual teachings of the past of all um the, the further that you trail this back you'll start realizing how sex is seen as something that needs to have balance brought to it and how it's heavily linked it needs to be it needs to be practiced you know it's a spiritual practice and i think sometimes by just bringing emphasis to to sex um is kind of the the starting blocks to kind of like get this going you know like kind of start looking at sex as more of a of a, of a kind of a spiritual practice not something that's just kind of like passing you by in life kind of thing and that's what i've kind of done on my journey i've just kind of brought a bit of more perspective to it you know a bit more conscious to, to it you know and also like i think as well like um you know, yeah. Also, like you've got to remember, like you know, a lot of people talk about the the Christ fluid, the Christ consciousness that's within. You know, like the active kind of like just you as a sort of a, a human being on the planet, kind of just you know releasing that all the time and sort of not honoring sort of that like that Christ-like fluid that's within the body and just kind of dumping it all the time. You know, you you're, de you're depleting sort of natural oils that's within the body. You know, the, even like in other c cultures of the past, like I think there's something called the Chi chart where it talks about sort of how. Uh, masculinity's ability to kind of like um to 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 release this fluid within the body and there's like like cultures in the past talked about how it's um certain points in your life at certain ages in your life there is certain um points like there's certain uh, times where you should be doing it and also certain times where you shouldn't be kind of adhering to this to this, to this chemical release you know there's needs to be balance brought to the human body you can't just be kind of like depleting yourself of, of, of this sacred energy because you know it is a sacred energy and it was seen as like um it was seen as that in the past you know but obviously um to kind of get to that understanding you know like you have to also kind of move beyond the beyond your programming you know and being able to to sort of express yourself fully um um as a as a sacred as a as a, as a sacred practice and i also think one of the vital things that i've learned is that it's also kind of crucial to try and find a partner who you can also explore this with you know because if you're with someone who kind of like who kind of isn't navigating that plane this way you know and they're kind of out of balance and the, maybe the pulling you into them lustful energies you even i even need to have a conversation with them or you need to kind of like um 
or you know even even kind of decide you know are you going to kind kind of find someone who's truly in balance so you can exp- explore this true path because eventually this is kind of a path when it comes to ascension that we we all need to explore it to to some to some degree you know like I said before obviously sex is like um it is a divine and it's a wonderful um it's a wonderful gift from the universe and it's not to be suppressed like other cultures sometimes talk about as well like um some religions talk about suppressing it you know it's obviously to be explored but you also have to bring complete and utter consciousness and balance to that practice you know 100 percent. it's like what santa spinacci says like everything is sex yeah and that what i've been realizing as we've been kind of practicing it it's like it is a practice it's like a yoga like you go into a yoga practice and you you develop deeper levels of awareness each time it's like you build it up like a muscle and sometimes you know what i'm starting to realize is that we all have sexual trauma it's like it's not just people who've been like kind of sexually abused per se but we all kind of carry with us some sort of sexual trauma and as you start to really practice this it's going to bring up sort of areas that might be you know challenging you might feel certain anger towards another sex or you might feel like another like your partner's maybe using sex to control you or using sex in an out of balance way and it's just important to kind of to feel each emotion that's coming up and just be with a partner who makes you feel kind of safe and understood and loved it's it's definitely about like just finding someone who's who's kind of on the same path as you say yeah definitely and i think as well just to break it down a bit more you know there is um just in my opinion there's two different kinds of sex you know there's a sort of the left hand path of sex which is basically in my opinion it's the kind of the wrong type of sex you know that descends the individual then you've got kind of like the the right hand path which is sort of all about um ascension of one's consciousness and that like we've been saying before you know that's by you bringing attention and bringing consciousness to to um sex to sacred sex as a practice you know and i think the goal is um in our lives like laura said we have all been kind of subjected to some form of degree of of um of um of um what was sexual it trauma. Yeah, yeah sexual trauma to some degree but the goal in our lives um and the goal of of awakening is to kind of you know transmute you know our sex from lust to love and um that's what certainly you know what we're doing you know and i think as well that um when you kind of like you know, I think when you when you're carrying out the act of sex, you know, and uh, I think it sh- it shouldn't be all kind of all consuming. It shouldn't be like depleting of of the self. You know, it shouldn't be deleting of, de- depleting of the soul. It sh- it should be amplifying. You know, like when you come out of that act, you know, you should feel like um you've kind of like been through a went through like kind of a spiritual portal to some degree. You know, it shouldn't feel like just something that you you do like turning on Netflix or turning on the TV. You know, it's like a it's an all encompassing event that activates like thousands of senses that, that are that are dormant within the within the human body you know like you you when you truly and, and it's interesting because like you know a lot of people right now are, are practicing you know the, the the sort of the the sexual behavior that's completely opposite to that you know where it's like kind of spiraling you down you know like it's more deprived it's like taking you to that place just to basically satisfy like oneself you know and um i think with that as well comes a lot of shame and addiction but I think the shame and addiction, what I've noticed is, especially when I was um, masturb- masturbating in the past watching porn, the shame and the addiction can actually be like, can actually be the alchemy to you healing that. Because sometimes you have to recognize the shame 
and recognize the addiction within the self and go within that and find out what is what is going on in there you know and it's sometimes the shame and the in the addiction can propel you into the into greater things you know yeah. um it's because emotions are a compass and if you're feeling yeah. something like if you're feeling empty and and ashamed of yourself after you do something that's a really good sign that your soul's telling you like this isn't the path you need like something needs changed here and i think with the left hand path it's like you never feel full it's like you have to keep continuing like certain you have to go to more and more extremes more degenerative acts to kind of get the same high and it leads it does lead to that downward spiral and you see it with people with pornography addictions i have to keep you know watching something more extreme doing something more extreme to to feel the same sort of um hit per se yeah definitely and i think as well when we look around you know like we can all see as well like um and if this isn't kind of like, um, you know, an excuse not to kind of over overrule this, you know, you've just got to look at the culture around us, you know, like, because I think in, in, as when you're on the journey of seeking, you know, you kind of start looking around at the world and start realizing how, you know, there is like a spiritual warfare from all different angles, you know, like the media is trying to sort of program you in a way that how they want you to operate, you know, so that's um, in the interests of them. So kind of like when it comes to sex, you just got to start looking around, you know, looking around at how the the culture's promoting sex, you know, how it's kind of like, it's kind of, it's, it's trying to promote your way. Like I said, it's trying to make you kind of like um, carry out lustful acts, you know, like even just look at all the, like the, the porn culture and, um, and uh, music industry and films and everything like that. You know, it's all about kind of diluting your soul, you know. So even by just like sort of acknowledging that, you can kind of also use that as your fuel to realize, you know what it is, like, because I find in life, if you kind of start looking at what 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 culture is kind of promoting you, normally if you go the opposite way, you normally find your soul more. You know, um, it, it really yeah, is. Like what's being censored? Oh, yeah. right, okay, me, yeah, I'll go there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's being censored and what's being put in your face? Never what's being put in your face. Do the opposite. Yeah. For sure, you know. Um, but I think as well when it comes to the the conversation of this, you know, like a lot of people are going to be asking as well, like, well, what's how do I get to that level of feeling, you know, because we all know that like sexual energies is for many of us is about a feeling. And, um, you know, I think for, for me, I think it's about it's about once you get to that place, you know, you'll once you get to that place of the of carrying out the sacred act, act of sex, you know, you're going to continue to know where you're going to, you know. And I think um, when you when you are like in a position, for example, just for a pra- from a practical sense, if you are working on 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 sacred uh, sex with someone, and um, you probably are going to find that 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 deep level of programming is going to override you from time to time, you know. You're going to like because that program has gone in there so deep, you know. So for example, you are like. Um, in a in a you are carrying out sacred sex and for example you know you you feel your mind for example going from you know moving from say love from pure love to lust it's going to kind of be like a pendulum in the mind you know and like when if that comes up you know you just have to like continue to keep like addressing it and like bringing control and consciousness to them thoughts within your mind you know and um like i said before if you are also as well if you're like in a situation with a partner as well you know like you need to have these because this is this is like gets to the to the root problem of a lot of like relationships, you know, like not giving relationship advice. Kind of we aren't aware, but um, you know, like sometimes that's why it's important to be upfront about these things, you know, and not sort of hide behind the cover of of doing something because you think you just need to do something, you know. By bringing awareness and consciousness and having conversations about it, you actually create uh, greater freedoms for your relationship to grow and blossom in that space, you know. Because if you're kind of like if you're thinking like, oh, well, I want to be carrying out this, I want to try sacred sex, you know, I want to have more fulfilling sex, I want to like kind of bring more consciousness and 
um, bring love to this situation and create a deeper connection you know and enter that that true energy energy process and you're not telling your partner about it you know maybe your partner's also having the same feelings too and they're kind of like well uh, actually if i say that you know this relationship might end but what you'll actually find is that you know tr- uh, when you honor your truth you actually find that more truth will resonate around you so your partner could also be thinking the same thing too as well so that's why um bringing consciousness in your conversations with your partner is also key to also setting up and creating this space so that you can both go in and be free to express emotions um that arise in that in that in in the act of having sex basically yeah. that makes sense yeah definitely i was like you put it beautifully and i think what's what's good about having sort of a partner that you really trust it's like a safe container where you can express those like really vulnerable aspects of ourselves because a lot of the time when we've grew, grew up in sort of emotionally abusive households we've kind of been around people who've made us feel that we're not you know we're not allowed to express the way we feel or we shouldn't be the way we are and I always feel this little bit of apprehension come up when I'm about to tell Dan something that I think oh like how is he going to react but every time it's such a healing experience because it's it's like I speak my truth and Dan's like he reassures us and he goes oh he, like he validates that and he and like we we move forward so it's, I think you know communication it takes bravery but it's also like the thing that sets you free sort of yeah definitely and, and i think as well like um you know like we look around the culture as well just to touch about it you know like the the, the dominating aspect of, of sexuality and culture now you know it's all about like kind of like the way you put it is like talking about like meats it's all about meat suits rubbing together you know like and um it's all about like kind of penetration and stuff like that you know but um but i think as well as there's, there's something about the act of you know like when it comes to sacred sex it, it's it's you know it, it's the complete opposite of that you know it's just about like because when you when you bring consciousness and, and you and you make it more of a ritual you know like the, the presence of being with someone um you know kind of becomes the orgasm to, to a certain to a certain degree you know because most of the time like anyway when we are carrying out sex anyway it is an internal process you know we might think that it's a physical process when you've got your meat suit rubbing on someone you know like like two like in, like the in between is like on the bed like two sloths you know but really like that still is an internal process you know because that chemical the true like reaction of that sexual act is a chemical process within you know so like if the chemical process is within then it must mean it's within you know um so it's kind of like um if you can kind of bring that level of awareness to to sex you can realize how like it's more about energy fields you know like it's more like about the energy fields like coming together you know for example and um also like just to mention within that you know you've got to remember for, ex- for example if you're carrying out um sex with maybe like multiple partners for example um or you're carrying out sex with just one person there is also like ancestral information that is activated through that through that sort of that sexual portal t- to some degree you know because and this is why it's important that when like when we were saying before about like when you when you're carrying out the act of sex with someone and, and you're both going at that space with sort of the same intention it needs to be that because if it's not the same intentional it's like sort of like two magnets you know two magnets are just gonna two magnets are just gonna comp- like two magnets are just gonna repel against each other but if you have two magnets that are kind of the same you know they're gonna kind of match and they're gonna kind of move together and like kind of like like symmetry like the yin and yang to some degree you know and that's why it's important like if you are carrying out the act of sex for example with someone and um your energy fields aren't matching you know like kind of like if just like if you would like in a in a sacred ceremony ceremony you know you wouldn't just carry on with what you're doing in the moment you would readjust you would change you know you would stop for a second you would pause you'd kind of like 
um, bring a bit more conscious to it, take a break out, take a breath kind of thing, you know, like, um, or even stop the act altogether, you know, and like revisit it, have a conversation about it, what's out of balance, what needs to be put in place, you know, and um, and I think that's how you get to the place of where you really you create this this sort of this sacred portal because. You know what? When you when you when you're carrying out acts of sex with people, you know, like you've got to realize that there's a, it's you're passing information from one another. You know, like information like ancestral DNA, like parasites of even past former lovers. You know, are kind of like are, are being passed around in that too as well. Hormones, you know, and um, you know, even for example, like you know, like just to take it a bit more funny as well. But like, say for example, someone out there is like. Um, someone's out there for someone like here's a vegan you know and like you are digesting other people's fluids you're not a vegan anymore you know because parasites are getting passed around in that passed around in that process as well you know but it's so important to to be aware like um that you know when you're when you are having sex with someone you're passing information from people you know and um we're living in a world where it's all about casual sex you know so you need to be aware who you're letting into your program you know because that intake of that energy you know, into your own temple, which is basically meant to stay clean and meant to stay safe, you know. And I think sometimes there's something beautiful as well. And, like, I know, like, we're living in a world where, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, promise, promise, promiscu- promiscuity. Promise, I can't say Yeah, either. promiscuity, yeah. But we're living in a world right now where there's, like, a whole entourage of like people trying to tell you to, to practice the act of casual sex you know like there's many there's many books out there and um you know i've read the books like the book sex at dawn i've read that and i've read the evolutionary data on it and um you know and, and it, it, there was a point in my life where i read that book and i was kind of like yeah it makes sense this to some degree but as i've sort of kind of went on to the past of ascension also having all that knowledge and, and steeping myself in that understanding of how evolution to some degree kind of does highlight that us as human beings kind of should be practicing the art of casual sex the soul tells another story you know the te- the, sto- the soul tells another story and when you're in that when you when you get to that place you realize why it's doing that and there's something about when you kind of like devote yourself to one person and you sort of you know you you um you kind of like sort of you know in a way like open up your energy to someone else that's a sacred space that you're letting someone else is like i said before you're letting all that information access into that safe space and by the two people coming together and actually forming that deeper connection like this is obviously the process of twin flames but this is for another podcast when you enter that space you actually create a portal of safety from entities from evil entities and anything like that so you actually through the act of like two souls coming together and consciously moving from like from um like moving from virtue, uh, from vices to virtues, from from uh, lust to love, and having that consciousness and bringing that 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 sort of sacred understanding to the practice, you actually create a sacred temple where nothing can infiltrate that, you know. And I also think that'll be a beautiful, beautiful space to conceive a child in. Because yeah. I think um, I've said this before, but my belief is that we're created in love from God, and in, it doesn't feel right for us. Like it doesn't sit right with me to create a child from that sort of lower vibrational lustful energy. It feels like the highest path is to is to create that sacred temple where we're making love with each other, and then that that's what births, that's what conceives a child, and that's what brings a, a new child into the realm. That's what like sits right with me. Anyway. Yeah, definitely, and, and also as well, um, when it, you know, for example. When a child's in a womb, you know, that child is reading the information. For the, I mean, the child, there's an argument that the child even reads that informational space before it even comes into this realm. You know, like there's, there's theories that the child, you know, choose, like kind of like is, um, 
is, is sometimes chosen for that program of, of that information that's already running out as a script on planet earth but there's also a, um there's also a, an argument that that you know that child can like kind of like be can be actively pulled into that any into that energy portal you know so for example you, you know if you want to bring a child into the world that is clean and does have a good stepping stone to to sort of to ascend or become a, a true um become a god to some degree you know you kind of need to you need to be aware of like how you are sort of manifesting and bringing that child into this into this sort of into the spirit into the spiritual plane you know in the, in the spiritual realm for example you know if a child is brought into like in a, uh, through the through the act of like here like of a, of a lustful event how do you think that information is going to be passed on to the children you know it's going to be a it's not going to be a clean transaction you know it doesn't take a scientist to understand that if a child's brought in through a lustful action you know that how that's going to impact the child's sort of sexual energy too to some degree you know definitely I don't really have anything else to All say right. on that. Um, I was going to say, I was going to say something else. I mean, I was looking through the thought. So I was just saying that. Um, yeah, also as well, I think, also with this conversation as well, it's important to, to to speak about and understand as well about how when it comes to sacred sex, how these energies are also a part of us as well, you know? Like there's something in the acknowledgement of realising how they're a part of us because a lot of like kind of spiritual teachers kind of like want to tell you, you know, like that these energies, you know, like they're, they're sort of the work of the devil to some degree, you know, like these lustful energies are outside of yourself. But the key to any work is realising first and foremost that these energies, regardless of the programming in the world that's around you, is also um, a part of you, you know. There's, a, there's there's deep subconscious things within you that's probably been passed over, which I've found out from past lives too. Um, so like, kind of like, there's a, there's an art in kind of like going within your shadow and understanding that these are energies are part of you. Because in that process, when you realise that these lustful energies are within you, that actually now sort of gives you gives the power back to you instead of like kind of like because when people say like, oh, it's all the devil's work, you know, like. Well, then you're just going to wait for the devil to sort it out, aren't you? Instead of actually you realizing that you're in, you have the devil within you, and you can actually sort the devil out yourself, you know, to some degree. But I also wanted to mention as well, like um, something uh, beautiful that I came across. Um, also, how you know we could take, I mean, Laura could take this so many different places, but this is probably like kind of enough to digest for now you know like don't want to kind of like dilute the topic too much but just like how this is also linked to twin flames um i thought was worth mentioning at the minute i'm reading this um this book called uh, god man um the word made flesh i'm just reading it off the shelf up there but there's a guy who wrote that called uh, thomas i think it's called thomas bergen i think it's called but he has this thing in his book and i've I've wrote this down as well but he says um he says in his book that when you meet your twin flame, he says, they will work together to ascend together. People say, if you meet your twin flame in this plane of existence, you you will um you if you don't meet sorry your twin flame in this plane of existence, you will meet them in others. Um, he says, guess it's in the hand of the universe to enable this this these t- meetings of the twin flames. Um, and just what me and Laura recognised as well is that um we start to realise that how 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 um sacred sacred sex and finding a partner that you can explore this with in a way can actually can can actually be a kind of like um um what's the word i'm looking for i don't want to use the wrong terminology but can kind of be like um an activator of greater work um if that makes sense what i mean by this is that you can actually kind of ascend your consciousness much faster if you are in a in a um in an environment with someone who is also um working towards the same things as you and have the same principles 
because um you know like when you for example you you know there's a famous quote that says that when you when you meet your twi twin flame you'll ascend together you know like that's the quote you know like you'll activate certain parts within each other that activate deeper elements within inside of who you are of course you'll activate certain parts within you from both sides of things like mirror certain aspects that need to be healed uh, alternatively but at the same time it will activate sort of higher awakening higher consciousness so that you can both ascend together so i just thought that was a beautiful little passage that i read the other day in relationship to twin flames you know and um how kind of the, it's in the hands of the universe to decide that when you're going to meet that kind of right person you know who's going to be able to do this work with you to some degree anything else you want to add on that yeah just in, re in reference to what we were saying before about like um bringing a child in with like lustful energy i also think that souls can kind of choose to incarnate through that to kind of break that um to break that cycle or they might be trying to like replay out like some karma that they've accumulated in the past life and kind of learning through that lustful energy so i just think it's like it's so important to not beat ourselves up through like for things that we've done in the past like because we're only operating from our level of awareness we're only just doing the best we can with the level of knowledge that we have and then when I first started learning about this sort of sacred sex information I, I did get really triggered because I've you know I've kind of felt and felt like the same as other people have in that degree and I've allowed people near us that shouldn't have like shouldn't have been around us and all these sorts of things so I just think it's important to have sort of empathy and compassion for yourself and and we're all learning in this weird school yeah for sure i'm just gonna i was just reading some reading some comments there um how, so we're gonna start interacting with some comments now so uh, how's it going everyone and um, we've got a few other things that we want to talk about but i thought i just want to see what your thoughts are around some of the things that we're speaking about laura if you recognize if you say anything that interests you when you come down just say it out Um, someone the question there john said um do you do you think we can use sex to save a wrecked relationship from falling apart um my instinct instinct on that already now is saying um um it depends it it, it depends because to to me i would say that i, I would my instincts are saying no on that yeah to, to me i think that's already like it's already that relationship's already kind of shown signs of, of wear and tear in my opinion you know i know relationships need to be worked on um, but I think if you if you're already trying to use sex as a portal to heal in the relationship, I think you're missing the point. I think, um, in my opinion, um, is that it needs, you know, sex is the is the is the is the is the top of the pyramid. You know, I think the steps before that in a relationship that need to be healed are, are the communication, um, or um, you know, there's many there's many things you know that on an emotional level that needs to be worked on first before you even get to the sex. Because, for example, like when before even before even me and Laura carry out the sacred act of sex, you know, we have to work on things emotionally before we even get there. You know, there's many emotional traumas and emotional wounds before you can even get there. You know, it's also like kind of funny because like, you know, I've been in the position where you can kind of like just carry out acts of lustful sex and stuff like that. You know. And it's like the famous acknowledge, you know, once you wake up, you can't go back, you know. And sometimes, like, you know, um, to some degree, like, because we're passing you this information now, it's also upon you now to kind of do the work. Um, so in a kind of way, you can kind of, like, thank me for that later, or you can um, or you can, uh, you can call us all the names under the sun. Because, like, that's when the work truly begins, you know, because when you're carrying out acts of sex with someone, you can no longer be in them lustful energies, you know. You can no longer be pulled back into them states of being. And if you do... 
it, it just doesn't feel right you know and um it's just like when you t- once you take the pill in the matrix you know there's no there's no going back and it actually becomes more worse for you that if you know what you're doing is bad that's when like kind of like it actually makes it harder for you and it makes it a lot worse yeah i genuinely think there's some people on this planet that kind of the powers that be that do understand what they're doing is destructful and that mm. they're still doing it and i think that's what really corrodes a soul i think if you if you if you're trying to do like if you're doing it but you don't you think in your heart you're trying to do something good i don't think that's as destructive than knowing knowing that it's destructive and going ahead with it yeah i was gonna say something else i was, I was gonna add something like where you think of that i was gonna add something really interesting just off tangent you know like a piece of information that me and laura came across today it was actually a, a young kid on a, on a podcast that we'll listen to i can't remember the name but he was a young kid on a podcast and he made a really interesting observation he was only about maybe 16 17 years old and uh, whether it's true or not you know it's just one of them interesting statements that kind of like bounces through your consciousness and he was speaking about um how the process of like inf- how information is passed through through sex and um, it's something that me and Laura's learned, you know, like, for example, if you are with other partners, how, like, you know, it's a sacred space, you know, like, you allowing, if you're having casual sex with someone, you're allowing that information, like, you're allowing, like, like blood, you're allowing um, saliva and things like that to be, and, inf- and um, parasites and DNA and ancestral uh, information to be passed within your body. And like I said before, you know, your body's your sacred temple, and it's your portal to ascension. But this kid made this really interesting acknowledgement, he said that, when when he he found he said he found a piece of information that when you look around at the world and um you know we see all these like um all these elites for example and people like that you know how we knew we all know that the um that the um you know the um like like laura says they understand the process of how our how how human information can be infiltrated to some degree and this kid made this observation saying that if you see in packaging and food any, anything that says natural flavoring there is a lot of theories around how in natural flavoring i'm not saying this counts for all all nat- things that say natural flavoring but this young kid made an observation that that is sometimes the elite actually putting in sort of um f- uh, putting in human fetuses into, into that into that food yeah it's a certain it's a certain um chemical natural flavoring that they use aborted baby fetus cells to like to make the taste of whatever you eat and stick to your tongue so that you want to eat more of it yeah so yeah so you've got to imagine like how the level of sophistication that this is going on right now and this is why more important to you know to for you to control your information in terms of spirituality from all levels because your body is being bombarded from all different levels you know like everything is information you know like the food that you put in your mouth you know like for example you know like if you just if you eat an apple for example you know and you that's a chemical change within your body just like for example if you take if you take a psychedelic like lsd that's a chemical change as well too you know everything is information and chemically changing you you know like so if you're carrying out sex with someone that's information even if you're just in the aura of someone now you're you know we have all we have taurus fields around us we have auric fields just by me and laura being together you know i'm i'm allowing her into my sacred space just like she's allowing me into hers and that's why like this kind of like understanding of like um not only sacred sex but the understanding that comes from sacred sex sex needs to kind of be that consciousness needs to be brought into all aspects of our lives so that we can kind of become the master masters of our energy you know to some degree and understand like what negative energy is trying to like like maybe vampiric ever what's the word vampiric i can't see it vampiric vampiric energies are trying to sort of infiltrate that you know yeah, definitely. I think it's just being... There's a lot anyway. <laughs> yeah, just being like as conscious as possible of 
of your thoughts your actions your words your deeds everything you do and it's just like once you once you become conscious like you say there's literally no one going back you have to like you have to be on top of yourself yeah also ricky in the comments said um don't do not bring kids into this realm when it's when it is as it is i would actually disagree with that because um i would actually think that we need more help <laughs> yeah. so um you know i think it's it's not about the it's not about bringing the kids in the kids are fine you know it's it's let's let's try and get let's try and have more conscious people to bring more kids in you know yeah i think it's like i think that's a big lie to tell you that oh you know the world's the world's gone gone to shit don't bring kids into it like that's ultimately destructive because yeah. that's playing into the depopulation agenda and i think the a much more empowering stance would be to create your heaven on earth and bring children into, and bring your children to that help you like allow the ch- the children that come through you to help create that heaven on earth that just makes us think because i was this might be slightly unrelated but i was i went for a jog the other day and i passed like a little girl she was about 10 and she was wearing a, a hoodie that had tiktok on it the social media platform tiktok and at first my brain was like like this is disturbing why she got a social media platform like put on a put on a hoodie like the kids these days blah 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 and then my mind just switched and I was like so many kids nowadays are getting into spirituality through TikTok and it's not like the social media platform that's inherently bad it's just how it's used and I think a lot of it a lot of kids are waking up through TikTok if you go onto TikTok there's a lot of spirituality being taught on there and a lot of truth I mean kids kids are proper red pilled on there nowadays they know that helen keller's fake they know the moon landing's fake it's like the kids are on it man and it's like it's inspiring and it's really positive and i i i think the future is really positive yeah definitely and that's why i think is also as well like by you know not having that kind of deplete and understand about bringing kids in we need to like change the emphasis to like how do we how do we now look upon bringing children into the world that are actually you know are more conscious you know how do we create how do we learn learn kind of the skills that that some of the things that were put on us how do we kind of um kind of like heal them in within us first and then obviously reflect that within the children that's coming into the world you know because if we kind of you know because what what is what is coming now you know like this is kind of like in a way this is kind of one of the ultimate um spiritual tools to combat everything that's going on the on the world right now because you know a lot of us still have a lot of programming to some to some degree you know and we have a kind of a, still a lot of blocks that's deep within but if you can use all your skills and you're bringing a kind of like a you bring a child into the world that you get gets a much better chance than you in terms of consciousness you know like um you know they you don't put traumas upon them you, you, you you've you've already blocked your sort of like ancestral ties you know your ancestral information and karmas and traumas that's been passed down you've already healed and transcended them so the child's already starting at a, at a at a greater starting point you know so that they can actually honor their sort of their own abilities because like right not right now you know it's took me like 30 years to kind of get to this point where like i can even like honor my own skills you know honor my own psychic abilities honor my own like um um my own my own abilities to some degree if you whatever word you want to put on it you know so i've had to kind of move remove a lot all that program it's took us so long to get there and it's only now but imagine you know bringing a child in the world that has a space where they can where they're allowed to freely operate in that place and then what does that do you know yeah it's a, it's really exciting I think imagine like the, imagine the legends that are incarnating in this realm at the time like there must be absolute powerful souls to incarnate at this time and I think it's it's inspiring and I'm excited to see when we have kids what they what they teach us not what we can teach them what they can teach us yeah I thought this one was interesting yeah really 
So I'm sorry if I butcher your name, but it's Yoganini K. Yoganini K. I have an entity attached to me which sends me sexual thoughts and fantasies, and it jumps from me to my partner when we have sex, and he feels it attached to him. I can't seem to remove this energy. Any tips on how to remove it? Uh, we know who the entity is. It's Beelzebub. So I think Beelzebub's a, a demonic entity, isn't it? Um, I'm not sure how you would release it. I know I've had a couple of entities released off me through like kind of psychedelic experiences, but that's normally through like shadow work or reaching a more empowering state within myself where I realize like I have a choice to to be a certain way, to act a certain way. Um, and a lot of these entities can kind of latch onto us through sexual trauma. I did have a, an experience where, um, I told you about this, where I was in bed one night and this was a couple of years ago when I was kind of still operating from that kind of lustful energy state. Um, I had a, an experience where I was lying in bed and I was like in the, the halfway state between like dreaming and wakefulness. And there was a, a knocking in the hallway and it kept getting bigger, like louder and louder and louder. And this entity was like whispering in my ear and then she just went uh, Jezebel. And I had no idea who Jezebel was until I researched. It's actually like a, a biblical, uh, from the first testament, I think it's a biblical like a biblical figure who was quite like a, a seductress and she kind of, I'm not going to go too deep into it. It's going to be in my documentary anyway, but um, I think what that was teaching us is that I was misusing my sort of feminine energy in a, in a kind of lustful way to bring other, my partner down or whatever, but often then when a, when a demonic entity is attached to you, it's, it's teaching you something. So um, I would say just keep, keep going and keep working towards like the, the right hand path of creating love and sexual energy and it will sort of drop off as your vibration rises and you heal certain traumas yeah i would just add to that as well as i think the the only reason why that entity is being able to feed in that way is because something is out of balance um within whatever situation you're in because um and like laura says you know like the more that you continue to increase your vibration you know entities can't operate in that place in that space anymore you know like um because when, for example, when you, um, you know, I'm trying to also like be careful with me words to some degree as well, because me and Laura are still working on some things as well. I've got to be, I'm trying to be conscious of that to some degree, but there is definitely some, some there's definitely something that happens when you are operating from a more lustful place where that allows and creates a space and a realm where entities can operate within you. You know, that's why the culture around you, that's why the parasitic entities around the world now are trying to are trying to pull you into your lower nature because when you're in your lower nature, when you're in fear, when you're in lust, when you're operating from the lower mind, you can be subdued and pulled in a, in an evil acts. You know, you can be manipulated, you can be subdued, your senses can be pulled out of balance. But when you're operating from a higher frequency of love and you're in that place of being, you know, nothing can enter that place. You know, that's why like, um, for example, that's why the evil on the world right now are working so hard to try and like infiltrate what's going on because they haven't to work hard because when you're operating from a, a low a low frequency, you have to work much faster and much harder to, to maintain, to keep up Babylon, you know, you have to maintain the spells and the magic. But when you're operating from love, you don't have to kind of do that. You know, everything just flows naturally. Everything flows nice. It flows clean. So, you know, by so I would recommend to you is that when you're in your, when you're in your, in your relationship with someone, make sure that the act and what you're doing is completely clean and if it's not clean don't carry it out at all you know stop pause um and don't you know like retract to some degree and then 
find out the problem and then like move back into that space with more clean and consciousness you know yeah and I'd, i would recommend time time's a great healer anyway yeah and staying away from alcohol and spirits yeah. because and um, we've been watching this guy who's like the reincarnation of jesus and he's been saying that um spirits this is why it's called spirits because it obviously allows spirits to operate in your vessel that are in the lower astrals and haven't ascended and they're kind of trying to sort of relay and replay their old traumas and addictions and stuff and you give this example of a um of a woman who had a lot of spirits attached to her who were like trying to who were playing out that like sort of lustful sexual sexual energy and they when she would get drunk they would manipulate her in situations where she'd be promiscuous and then and those spirits would kind of get off on that act so i think keeping your consciousness as, like, as clean as possible and not sort of taking any sort of spirits or alcohol is is really important as well yeah definitely Someone said, um, Futurist said, Meta meditation is a nice practice to cultivate compassion for self and others, the world and beyond. That's cool. I haven't seen that. Well, I'll have to look into that. Quite a few comments in there. Yeah. Um, someone said, Jim's active imagination said, a lust can often be driven by parasitical, paras- I can't say it, parasitical spirit entities uh, disguised as sexual fantasies. Openness helps to burn out these parasites, so that we can open up to true to to love and life. Yeah, and also as well, like um, you know, like because I'm going to reiterate again, but it's it's so important. You know, like kind of like when you are entering that space, like you know, um, you know, it's a it is a practice, and that's why we need to bring a practice mentality to it. You know, like for example, when you take when you have a ceremonial space with psychedelics, you know, you don't just kind of turn up and just take your clothes off and and start fucking the medicine you know <laughs> you kind of like you know you, you do the ceremonial space around that you know like you kind of set your intentions you're like you burn a bit of sage you play a bit of nice music you know like you kind of create a place where like where you create a place where evil entities and parasites can't even operate and you know like the space before you even get in there is a space is a womb it's a, it's a temple you've created a temple already before they can even get there you know so that's 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 one thing i wanted to just bring bring awareness to as well you know 100 percent CJ said, "Grateful for your lives. Grateful for you, brother, too. Um, we met uh, CJ in the hang- in the a few times now. We've hung out with CJ. Yeah, he says, I d- identified a trauma from my childhood that had an impact on my adulthood. Stopped the casual sex at the beginning of this year and being put in the work. And yeah, for sure. I think that's kind of like um, like Laura was saying before. Like a lot of this does stem from like um, from from sexual sexual trauma to some degree like we have all been kind of like we've all been subjected to it whether it's like whether it's like uh, more interpersonal or whether it's like um in terms of like the media getting in there you know like and, and kind of subduing you to some degree and seeing that this is the type of sex you should be have i mean remember like when um for example when we were in when i was in school and stuff you know like you you're, you're learning you're learning about the teaching you about the wrong form of sex you know like the kind of promoting you to kind of like um to, to to move into that place you know yeah sorry i was reading the comments there wasn't there someone said as well ricky said in the comments i threw up a, like a leech parasite on my second ayahuasca ceremony i released the beast yeah for sure like um when we've took psychedelics for example we've we've seen parasites uh, leave out leave i've seen personally i've seen parasites leave um other people's bodies before you know um, and obviously I think that when I was in that ceremony a lot of it was linked to sexual energy um, so it's 100% clear to me that parasitic entities do attach through the process of, of sexual energy and I think that's why there's a huge entourage of this right now on the planet you know because it's kind of like 
Um, you know, I, I mentioned this in the podcast before, but you know, Sigmund Freud identified years ago that uh, sexual primitive for- forces reside within all human beings, and um, you know, like the work of, the work of Edward Bernays and people like that. You know, they've latched onto this deep psychology. And they've like kind of inverted it through media, through culture, to kind of like pull on them primitive forces within human beings to to pull us out of our nature. Because if you if you're disconnected from spirit, you know, like and sex is one of the greatest forces within the universe. As like Santos Pinochet always says, you know, we're constantly always having sex, you know. Um. So like if by understanding how our fundamental relationship with sex, um is is life and if you can bring that out a disbalance and harmony you know you, what what can you what can you do to the human spirit you know you can sever it you know you can put it out of balance so it doesn't know where it's going it doesn't know what it's doing um you know it's it's delusional to some degree you know and you and you don't know you don't know who you are 100 percent. i also think like like you were saying sex brings you closer to god and i think if you're watching pornography and stuff where like these really degrading acts are taking place and you're getting off on that. I think it really does like corrupt your soul to a certain extent, and it takes a lot of healing to to kind of release that shame and anguish and trauma and all of that was kind of, that was kind of put on you. It just makes my heart like bleed because like when you when we've been on certain websites like trying to download download a video off YouTube or something that like there's these cartoons come up that are like pornographic and it's clearly marketed to yeah. children, and I just think oh my god like these poor kids nowadays like they have this level of attack happening to them but i don't know i am i am still optimistic i just think it's it's about education and i think when we have kids i'm gonna really sort of educate them on on that sort of aspect of things yeah listen well there's there's a huge collective there's a huge collective wave happening right now on the planet you know i recognize it with a lot of the masculine energy around like the friends who i'm around you know a lot of my close friends around me we're, we're all for the last few years you know we've been heavily working on these aspects of this you know like a lot of my friends were all about going out and sleeping with girls you know and like getting as many girls as you want you know counting up the tally on the bedroom door you know like how many how many little there noughts and crosses have i got on my back door you know and um but like there's there's no coincidence that like all a lot of masculines now are, are moving to this path now because it's the only way you know and like I said, once you get there, you kind of, you know where you're going. Also, someone said in the comments, V Hope said, I'm a born again virgin. Um, yeah, it's interesting. But like, I also, I also want to say as well that avoidance isn't the, isn't the way either. Um, because avoidance, you're actually just not healing the emotional wound around it. You're just avoiding it, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's actually worse avoiding it altogether. You know, you actually need to move into that space and place. But I also think it's like finding the right balance. Like, oh, 100%. Don't, don't just like give it to anybody. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. I just mean avoidance isn't the key, that's oh, all, no, you know. 100%, I agree. So no, I think it's just double clicking every time. Uh, uh, Ricky the Bricky one says, have you smoked DMT? If not, you should. Absolutely mind-blowing. Um, we've, we've tried a bit of changa that a friend gave to us yeah but it wasn't it wasn't enough to kind of break through anything. Yeah, it wasn't kind of enough to break through the veil. I'm not sure about I'm not sure about taking DMT Um like smoking DMT, I would I would try an ayahuasca ceremony because I think it's like a kind of a more feminine nurturing spirit that would kind of guide you on a journey. Whereas with DMT, just taking it to kind of blast off in a hyperspace, I'm not so sure if that would be kind of beneficial for us. But that's just my opinion at the moment. Um, I'd much rather kind of go through an ayahuasca ceremony rather than just taking the the pure DMT. Yeah, it's something. It's something that I've kind of like. Um, I've kind of 
um, I tried to do it a few times and it just hasn't went out, worked out the way it is. Sometimes the universe does that. Um, I've actually intentionally went to take DMT twice. Um, on one occasion, uh, the circumstances didn't feel right, so I didn't I didn't go into the ceremony. I didn't feel safe, and if you don't feel safe, you know, always feel free to back off. Just like in sacred sex too, you know. Um, don't be afraid to back off. It's not about ego, you know. It's like if you're not feeling safe, don't do it, you know. And the second time where me and Laura went to take it, is it just it just didn't it just didn't break through, you know. It didn't work. But um, I think that was because I think it was maybe it was because we just didn't take enough, you know. Um, but like sometimes, you know, like um, some of the work that we've been doing without, even without like psychedelics, you know, is like is it is already a psychedelic trip within itself, and it's enough anyway, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's something that definitely I want to explore in the f- in the future too, you know, when the, with, when the when the setting's right. Yeah, I think I would uh, do it too. So Ricky says, unfortunately, there's no more ayahuasca without double jab. No thanks. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, there is there is sort of like underground ceremonies taking place in the uk but it's on the down note. there was never there was never ayahuasca there was never ayahuasca anywhere anywhere <laughs> never mind without the spice <laughs> there was never um room for that anywhere it's always going to keep going on don't you worry about that that's the, that's the thing now the, the 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 medicine's gone too deep now you know it's too much in the consciousness you know there's too many people out there who who understand the importance of it you know and it's 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 just like, for example, like this. Um, the best technology I've heard is like they kind of try to stop one positive force, you know, and it like it bursts and bursts into five thousand, you know. It's like the technology of um, like um, what's it called? Like pulling out weeds, yeah. and then when you like pull out one weed, and fifty thousand weeds grow all over the place, you know. You're just constantly pulling out weeds. In the in the end, you just can't stop the weeds, you know. Yeah. Were you reading a comment there? Yeah, I was just going down. Um, doesn't matter though. Oh right. Um, I was gonna bring something up as well, just a bit of a segue. That was something funny. Um, just on the theme of this picture. So the video I shared this picture, which is really funny, a funny segue. And um, I actually, I don't know if you guys can see it on the. And obviously, everyone who's listening on the audio version of the podcast will not be able to see this, but you'll be able to find it on my Instagram account. Uh, but I found this picture the other day. Just a, a little bit of a funny segue. I don't know if any of you can see that out there. I'm trying to get it on the camera. There, there we go. Yeah, that's much better. So as you can see in the picture there, um, I posted that in the Telegram group, also posted on my Instagram, and I was kind of asking people like, um, "What's your what's your thoughts on this picture? What is it? What is it? What does it kind of rep- replicate? You know, uh, funny picture." So basically, people on the audio who don't know, it's basically a guy who is um, sitting under the stars. It's like an ancient sort of hieroglyphic picture to some degree, um, ancient picture, and it's kind of like um, a guy um, practicing. Um, the art of um fellatio is it called yeah yeah fellatio yeah fellatio self-fellatio uh basically where um it's uh, the act of um giving yourself a a, a blowjob <laughs> and um sucking himself off um and i thought it was really funny and i kind of put it to the i kind of put it to the telegram group to see what's your thoughts on it and there was some few few sort of funny people said some really funny stuff someone said uh karma sutra question mark someone said um if you want to do your job, if you want to do the job yourself, do uh, if you want to do a job correctly, do it yourself. Um, but I thought it was kind of funny because I wanted to. What I thought it actually kind of replicate replicated was um, with the guy sort of underneath the stars, kind of like practicing self issue. I kind of thought it was more like um, like the human being underneath, like underneath the firmament to some degree. Um, and he was, and it was kind of like the ancients were trying to tell you, like if you are you are out there and you kind of believe that we are on a spinning globe you kind of do that yourself <laughs> that's just a little bit of a, um, a segue don't sort of jump on us all you um 
all you people who um who were uh, here at the flat earth movement <laughs> but oh, um yeah just a, just a funny um funny little segue anyway um, but something else the other day as well i don't know if any of you out there had seen that um how the vatican were talking about how they were speaking about upon how you need a green card to sort of um to enter the vatican now and i was kind of thinking like um hopefully if you get a um if you get a hundred shots maybe you'll be able to see the vault you know i think that'd be kind of, that'd be that'd be kind of kind of funny but also as well um i wanted to also as well i, I came across this um this other funny other funny meme that i wanted to 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 share with you to some degree because um you know like how it was the the full moon the other night um all well, it was a full moon all, all over the world the other night and um it was the the moon in pisces wasn't it yeah full moon in pisces remember to speak closer just you far away. <laughs> I'm just chilling. <laughs> just people on the audio won't be able to hear you, that's all. I have a quiet little voice. I'm just trying to find this meme that I want to show you. I don't know where it's at. Do you want to have to try and find a comment while I'm trying to find this meme? Um. Anyway, I found the meme anyway. Oh. So this is this is a meme anyway. So it's a meme that says... Um, I don't know if you can see it there. It's really funny. I need to figure out some technology. If someone can help us, some technology, how to flick, flick, flick these things. But basically, it's an, an, a neighbor looking over a fence, as you can see. And the meme says, um, "Your nosy neighbor when you're setting up a full moon ritual in your yard." And I thought it was quite funny because um, I was having a thought, you know, like for example, um, how um, it's bad enough, you know, like in our daily lives, kind of like you know, when you're on the on the sort of the you're on the journey of kind of like working on yourself to some degree, and um, you're like you know, you're like you're, you're carrying out like unusual sort of stuff like for example you're doing yoga or you're doing meditation in your garden and you like your neighbors like looking over the fence at you like you're some kind of some type of idiot you know like imagine like kind of like carrying out a full moon ceremony in your garden where you're like kind of running around in circles like uh chanting you know like om to the to the moon like they're gonna think like someone's proper delusional you know i can imagine cj's neighbors being like that when he's sitting by his like little fire <laughs> yeah. and they're like what's he up to now <laughs> Do you find any more questions? No, I was just reading the comments. Someone put that the ultimate practice of self-love. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, I'll also as well one of the one of the things that I want to talk about as well is, is um it was this was a little bit of a observing my thoughts I had had the idea um in regards to um like on the path of like awakening you know like for example um you know like kind of when. You know, when you've like kind of when when you kind of waking up on the journey, it's kind of like, you know, it's a kind of a challenge to, to kind of like communicate to to certain family members and stuff like that. Especially with everything that's going on right now in the world, and um, it's kind of like hard to kind of like bridge that gap with people, you know, because like you'll you'll obviously bring consciousness to a conversation, or you'll like bring a certain topic up to someone and say like, oh, maybe you shouldn't be taking this right now, you know, or maybe you should be looking at this topic, mom or dad or whatever, you know. And um, obviously, like it kind of like causes a lot of friction. I think this is a common theme. What what I hear about a uh, uh, a lot of people right now in, in the community, and it's interesting because what I kind of began to notice through that process is that a lot of like family members who are in that consciousness and the kind of like you feel that disparity is because you know they to some degree they don't even know they're part of a of a script of of things that they're talking about. You know, to some degree, and I think as well like. Um, I think when you are in, a, in a, a more advanced mind, if you want to use that word, and you're around certain family members, you know, like, to some degree, that scares the hell out of them because, you know, like, sometimes people don't even want to hear truth, you know. People would rather just kind of, like, you know, go along and kind of ignore it so they can just be, like, they can just, 
continue with like sort of the the physical existence you know and not really kind of face like deep deeper deeper truths truths for example you know like and that's why that's why like a lot of times for example like if you do bring consciousness to a conversation or for example you know you might you might get like for example oh don't bring that to the table honey you know like it, it offends your dad you know like don't talk about that you know don't talk about fluoride in the water you know it uh it has a has a negative effect on your dad's um on your dad's psoriasis on your dad's psoriasis or something you know, um. But really, what they're trying really what they're trying to say there is is that um, is that you know like the kind of like, to to some to some degree you know like um it's an it's a it's an excuse um, it's an excuse to kind of like to 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 not feel to feel that resonance and feel that truth that you that you you bringing bringing in around them because I've kind of heard like also like a lot of people lately talking about how with everything that's playing on right now you know how people are like family certain family members are taking the spice and certain other family members aren't taking the spice and it's like kind of like you know certain people are reaching out to saying like oh my parents won't even let us like be in the same room for example or something like that you know and um like you can't come to a restaurant or come to a family or something like that but it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting because really like they're just scared of like obviously confronting that that true frequency that you're on you know yeah and i think i think sometimes that when you're presenting sort of truths to people it's it's far too painful for them to accept because it's like it it makes them it it makes them have to question like the the reality they've been living in their whole lives and it's it's so difficult for them to do that to like kind of question why they've acted in in certain ways and why they've behaved in certain ways and the life choices that they've made so it's much easier to kind of lash out and call somebody crazy or say don't don't mention that it's too painful kind of thing so I, I can I can sympathize with it but it's it's kind of it's not the path that I've chosen and I know that I've chosen kind of to I've chosen consciousness um, I don't know, if my, I don't know if it wasn't a conscious choice I don't know it was like my soul's choice to choose consciousness yeah definitely and um, CG in the comments said as well there's many ways to go to different retreats um, without taking the taking the the, the the spices he says I have friends who have done the t- who've done the tests however I don't want to do a test but there is many places setting up in the UK now for ayahuasca retreats yeah for sure there's, 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 there's many different places now in the UK you know it's just obviously trying to like obviously bring awareness to the to the to the place that you're going to you know um you don't want to just be kind of going going to anyone in my opinion you want to make sure that you're going to a, a space that that you 100 percent know that's recommended by someone that is that is safe you know and carrying out the right carrying out the right practices through that through that process to some degree you know yeah and that's one thing i really that really came up to me during the mushroom ceremony that we had it was like you really need to be around people that know what they're doing because there's the really vulnerable aspects of your psyche's coming up and you don't want to be around people who kind of haven't haven't met themselves to a deep level because you know as as you know when you take alcohol sort of um demonic entities can operate through you and it's the same if if you take these um if you take sort of psychedelics as well if you haven't done enough deep work i still think that these entities can operate through you in that way so it's just um, having a lot of trust in the people that are conducting these ceremonies yeah definitely um, someone said in the comments I've been practicing white tantra for over five months now no turning back for me save your milk and honey and ascend yourself I love that <laughs> that's cool I love that yeah for sure everyone says as well that white white tantra is the, the pure form of uh, pure form of um, sexual expression too as well you know um, Jim's, Jim said um, I, I don't think genuine sexual attraction is something on an energy level expression of your inner divine 
yet it gets wrapped up by culture, shoving everyone through the same hole with uh, self-suppressing this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is obviously something that, that, you know, that we've had to kind of kind of work through, you know, and also just to get, like, a little bit deeper and personal, like, when um, when you're in that space as well, what, what I've kind of found is when, like, for example, you know, like, um, this is getting obviously really deep, but, like, and you're probably not going to, this is how, obviously, open, open I'm kind of willing to speak about stuff, but when you're in that sacred space of having sex and your thoughts are coming over over you like from a, a lustful point of view you know and it's kind of trying to guide you into them lust back into them that place of lustful energies i always kind of thought like um because we're like programmed in a way that like the only way that you can get a hard on or the only way that you can get like become sexually active is through like you know is through um kind of um kind of what's the word like well porn culture shows you that the only way to kind of like get turned on is through de- derogative acts of like getting more what's the word i'm looking for degenerative. getting yeah getting more getting more degenerative are you tired yeah. <laughs> getting more um getting more uh, de- 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 what's the word de- 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 degenerative. De- degenerative to some degree and um and when you're in obviously when you're in that kind of the act of, of making sex you know the kind of you'll feel the the mind kind of like pulling you like sort of backwards and forwards into them into them lustful energies but i actually kind of found that when you kind of hit that sweet spot uh, when you move beyond the lustful energies you'll find that um you you the mind moves beyond the meat suit and it's no longer focused on like the the physical erection it's no longer moved on just the physical sensations it's more of like an inward process and something naturally over overrules them kind of like them lustful tendencies and you kind of enter a state or a portal or a sacred space of pure bliss or whatever you want to call it that completely like moves beyond um the 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 sort of the, the physical the physical body of worrying about like am I going to get a hard on like if I don't kind of like think about sexual acts if I'm not watching the woman's breasts I'm not watching the woman's body to some degree you know because obviously culture is programming you to do that you know culture is kind of programming you to do certain sex positions it's programming you to kind of like act out more and more uh, I can't see it degenerative degenerative like acts of sex you know and then in that that is a, that's like a cycle you know because when you enter that energy you know you you, you kind of try and do more acts and, and you you move like you you know you get to that posi- position that never satisfies you so you do more so you get another position that never satisfies you but when you when you truly hit that sweet spot of like where you're actually like honoring someone for who they truly are and you're not like focusing on what they look like you it's more of an energy thing you know you're like you're watching someone's energy it's like two energy portals dancing together it's no longer two physical meat suits you know yeah and you be, it's like an, you become attuned to that person as well it's yes, like you begin to you read their energy and kind of reciprocate and move with what their energy is doing and like and it's it's more about nurturing and like caring for your partner rather than kind of dominating them and seeing them as, as like a sexual sexual object yeah paul said um would you agree we are all uh, god yeah 100 percent. i would like 100 percent. we are all god i mean that's what it, every time every time you go deeper with inside the self you realize that we we are just all god you know 100 percent. you know like obviously i know like kind of like a a lot of a lot of like we know like a lot of religion for like years on the planet has kind of tried to like subdue us away from that nature and kind of put god with outside of ourselves like god's gonna turn up you know but once you start realizing that God's within you, you know, and no one's coming from the clouds, you know, and I think as well, like, um, you know, all the teachings and all the scriptures and, and all the different like uh, teachings around the world of all these different ancient calendars and stuff like that, you know, they're all they're all kind of like they're all kind of like telling you that that um, that 
the coming of God is not is not something outside yourself. It's the Christ consciousness within inside ourselves, and that's what that's what's truly happening right now on the planet now. You know, the Christ consciousness is activating in everyone. Like the like the Christ con like Jesus Christ is is within us all. You know, like that's what he said. You know, yeah. the Father was. He says the Father was is within. You know, hundred percent. Just reading this comment, uh, Paul says, also, Sadhguru's video with Ralph Smart seems to be pushing depopulation and climate change. 100%. We were, yeah, we we, were literally just saying that before. Yeah, we watched we watched about 10 minutes of it a day, and I was like, Dan, he's just like spouting off like the same rhetoric, like, the world is overpopulated. <laughs> if, if humans die, the planet will flourish. How dare you, you racist? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same rhetoric over and over again. I was like, oh, okay, um, I'm done with Sadhguru now. But I, I I did think that Ralph Smart would kind of challenge him a bit because I know Ralph's been kind of pushing pushing against the agenda of the vaccine and, and stuff. And I'm surprised that he didn't, from what we saw anyway, I'm surprised that he didn't kind of challenge him on any of, and on any of that. I thought he had the perfect opportunity to do that. Yeah, I think the problem is Ralph's just too nice. He's just too he's too nice of a soul, you know. I think you need someone more like me in there to give a sad guru a bit of a uh, bit of a beating, you know, yeah. <laughs> my Aries energy. Um, you know, but just different people have different styles and different energies. You know, but he, I think I feel like um, Sadhguru, in my opinion, like hundred percent. If you if you can't already see that he's not already controlled folly, and he's not already kind of like um, he hasn't been bought out. You know, I, I I don't know I don't know what you're looking at. You know, because the, the like the things that he the, the things that he sprouts off, especially when it comes to like what Laura says about depopulation. I feel like anyone who's like kind of like talking about how. Um, like anyway, anyone who's talking about who's talking about um, spirituality and never talking about real, real practical solutions is missing the point. Because when it comes to spirituality, of course, spirituality is is a is a um, is an inner is an inner journey. Like Sadhguru is always talking about the inner journey. But I find that like what I've tend to learn about spirituality now, it's not always about inner journey. It's also like the physical journey too. So like you have to like blend the two together. So for example, if you're talking about like saying, oh, like Sadhguru is like the only solution is for humans to do less on the planet. Instead of actually saying like right now on the planet, it couldn't be any far from the truth. We need to be doing more, like actively doing more work. And what I mean by that is not like actively buying more cars and actively buying, doing all the, the stuff that we've been doing in the past. I mean, actively moving towards higher consciousness in terms of practicality, like physically learning new skills building community you know like if spiritual teachers aren't talking about the practical sense of how we actually overcome babylon then spirituality what's the point of like if you if you haven't like um if you haven't got the practical know-how of like of how you're going to move forward on the planet and create the new earth spirituality is not going to matter you can have all the spirituality you want but if you haven't got the practical practicality of this physical world you've got nothing at all you need to blend the two together. So, in my opinion, if spiritual teachers aren't blending them two worlds together, they're they're already not the ones you should be looking at. You know. Yeah, and I think anyone that kind of pushes this rhetoric that humans are a cancer on the planet is someone that you shouldn't really listen to. Because yeah. if that's their view of humanity, then like, why would you want to take on their ideologies and way of ways of thinking? Yeah, hundred percent. Should we read one more? No, let's read five more. No, we're getting retired. <laughs> Paul said, I think psychedelics is a great way to experience oneness. I wonder if there's any other ways. Yeah, for sure there's, there's loads of ways, you know. Like I feel like psychedelics is just the it's just a nudge to, to the to the monkeys, you know, to the monkey mind. People who need who kind of like some pe people kind of need a hammer to the head sometimes, you know, and kinda of need to be pushed over the edge of the cliff. 
and um, but there's there's many ways you know to 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 that to that to that state of being there's also like you know like for example like explore the world of lucid dream and lucid dreaming is enough to 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 take it to take it to that place you know as well like there's many there's many different forms yoga meditation as we all know all practices that can take you to that state of being yeah i think psychedelics are like i've said it before but they're a good roadmap to like see where you want to go so it's like oh you experience this ultimate love and oneness on psychedelics and it's like oh, okay like i know i want to aim for that in my day-to-day life so i'm gonna make certain choices that get me towards that but i, d- I did find that when i first when I first really delved into psychedelics and I did feel that love and oneness, I found myself trying to take them again and again to kind of chase that feeling instead of kind of trying to find that in my daily life and invoke that without psychedelics. Yeah. But that's just me, like, just misusing them. But, um, yeah, yeah, I do think, I think they're really beneficial as a roadmap to where you want to be going. This is an interesting one. Earthworth said, there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. If you're meant to find your tribe or soulmate, you will manifest 100%. And I think as well, when you... When you kind of like, you know, when um, like for example, you know, like if you're not if if you, because sometimes being when you're being alone, you can just desire anything to fill that void, but when you're like in a place of like where you're completely satisfied with yourself, like for example, like you know, a lot of times what I was doing is when before like before like um, before I, I manifested the situation I'm in now, you know, I was spending so much time by myself, you know, I was spending so much time by my alone. By, by alone and I was finding myself you know I was doing spiritual practices I was going to to retreats by myself I was going to, um, to meet up some things like that by myself and, 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 and associating with kind of like people and like um, you know expanding my horizons and feeling things out of kind of like finding me finding myself to some degree you know and once you do that once you find your own soul to some degree you know that's when naturally yeah the, the, the other part of you will, will manifest you know and all, but also as well through that lens it also can happen where the universe will bring that, like, it'll bring that other soul in your life when, like, kind of when, when, like, when to kind of like to mix up the game too as well, you know. Yeah. Like, there's always like there's a, there's always a divine plan operating through the universe at the same time, you know. Yeah, I had a very similar, I had a very similar experience. I spent like a lot of time alone before I met Dan. I was just kind of finding myself and finding out what I liked, what I didn't like, and just really tuning into myself. I've said it before but um there's a quote like you become who you spend the most time with but if you spend like the most time by yourself especially in that first stage of awakening you're gonna be you're gonna find yourself you're gonna become more like your your true authentic self yeah someone said talk about romania and Croatia stopping people take the spice good news guys yeah for sure i mean we're looking around all around the world we're not getting to see half the stories you know of like how how the pushback is really going is really going forward you know we all know that cultures around the world are actively see are actively pushing back you know look at australia right now france are doing the same there's protests every um every other week and weekend in the uk as well you know it's all over the world but obviously that media coverage isn't obviously getting shown all over the place but i think you know i think there's obviously there's many forms of protest you know we've i've spoke about this many times you know some people's role might be protesting on the streets you know but i feel like the, the greatest form of protest is you just saying no you know like you operating from your higher consciousness in your life at all times you know like you like you know don't attail to any of the bullshit that doesn't that doesn't that you don't resonate with in your soul and if you embody that pure energy all the time you know there's nothing no one can do because at the end of the day this whole this whole thing that's going on right now is kind of showing us that it's like what i said the other day in the podcast about it like uh, george orwell's book animal farm that it's you know the the cage that we're all in it's just showing us that the cages have always been open you know it's just we've come so reliant upon the feed that's in the cages that no one's willing to leave the cage, 
you know yeah. so now we're getting an opportunity loads of us to leave that cage now and realize that the door's always been open and it's always about your choice you know the, the spiritual warfare that's going on right now has always been about your choice you know nothing can happen to you if you don't give your fr- if you don't give away your choice yeah I, you know the more I, the more I s- the more I think about it, I think it's it's mostly our sort of sin that perpetuates this system. It's like, it's almost happening to us because we want it to happen to us. And it's, I think your rights need to be exercised regularly to, to keep them enforced. And I think, I think we are, we are all sovereign beings and we have, you know, we have the right to, to live like free humans. It's just because of our sort of weakened natures through like pornography through laziness through lustfulness greed all those sorts of sin that we kind of act on this is what creates this system and i think what we're all doing now is doing the shadow work to remove ourselves out of those vibrational states and to create a system that's more beneficial to the actual human spirit yeah and that's why i thought was it was that's why i thought it was actively important to speak about like sexual energy because sexual energy plays a fundamental role in that in that energy dynamic that's playing out on the planet right now you know like that sexual energy is being used to seduce us in a in seduce our deepest nature so that we can't give put up a fight that we can't like kind of be reactive and kind of can't be in touch with our deeper deeper sensations and deeper emotions because when you're out of balance from that place and you're swayed your energy swayed you know you're not gonna kind of like be on it to kind of like um to to be in tune with like what you truly want and what you where you want to where you want to move to as a as a human as a human form you know you're going to be so kind of like fragmented in your mind and i think that's what the the attacks from all levels right now you know they're trying to fragment the human psyche so that you don't know where you, whether you're coming or going you know like you're relying upon them for pharmaceuticals you're relying upon them from every single angle you know for like picking up your money you're relying upon them you're relying upon them for the food for your food and if you don't if you don't do what they say you know you if you don't if you don't take the animal continue you're not going to get the animal feed you know if you don't do what they say yeah if you don't take if you don't take what the one you what you want you to take the the the, the, the um the spice trying trying tranquilizers <laughs> cleverly trying to pick me one someone said as well um um someone was speaking there about a interest someone made a comment to someone they were talking about a mirror like someone's using i use a mirror to experience the inner work of oneness harriet said it yeah, and then in. and then paul said what what mirror work so just just reiterate on that is then um, we've done a we've kind of done a experience with that before i did a lot of mirror gazing before um, me and laura were practicing the art of eye gazing but mirror gazing is a is a beautiful form where you basically just sort of you know you just stand in front of a mirror basically you just eye gaze with yourself to some degree something that that i am um, that's a good f- practice as well to do and this is actually a practice linked to sexual energy because you can kind of get more comfortable and used and own and kind of like own your body to some degree without kind of like um, being subdued by the cultural program and that you shouldn't like be satisfied with your own body they can kind of give yourself self-love and what you do is is that you strip down completely naked and you sit in front of the mirror and you look at yourself and you just like stare at your own body and there's something that happens in that process you know obviously initially you're probably just gonna the program is gonna steep through and it's gonna be like i'm fat i'm too skinny i'm too muscly i've i've like i'm whatever you know whatever you're gonna whatever we all we all the tendencies that we say to ourselves the scripts that we run but eventually what happens in that process just like does with eye gazing eventually the thoughts like eventually move away you know like eventually simmer 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 
and then you're faced with the true part of yourself in that process and you get to see yourself for who you truly are you know and you realize how powerful you are and that's a practice that you can do that kind of merges and that kind of removes can remove that program and you get a window of where you need to go in your daily life you know so that when you're walking around in your daily life you can remember when you did that merogasm programming and when the thoughts come in and go i'm not beautiful i'm not worthy you can remember back to that true soul essence because i think a lot of these practices what they're really trying to do trying to teach you um, it's always about like when you do psychedelics or whether you have a, a moment of expanded awareness it's kind of trying to take you to that place in your mind so that when you come back into your normal life you can bring you can remember that remember that state of being in that place so you can no longer be operating from that from that lower part of yourself that you were and you can bridge the gap to some degree yeah i've been having kind of weird thoughts about merogazing recently because i used to do a lot of merogazing like unconsciously when i was a when i was a kid about 12 and now when i merogaze it's like i'm tuning into my younger self at that time and it's like i know time isn't linear but it feels like i'm i'm that same person when i look in the mirror now and it's like i'm talking to my inner child and healing her and you know telling her it's going to be all right and all these sorts of things but it just reminded us there like of how i used to do that as a kid like just stare into the mirror like unconsciously and look and look into my eyes and look into my own soul and i've had some um mad experiences mirror gazing because it's quite similar to eye gazing what like what you've just been talking about yeah someone said in the paul said in the comments as well do you think there'll be any further lockdowns in the in the uk i think there's going to be um there's going to be loads more, you know. There's going to be loads more. Like, um, I think I don't think we've seen the end of end of what's coming yet, you know. I think we're we're kind of I think we think we're kind of coming out the end of it, but I, I don't think we're at the end of the psychological warfare yet, you know. I think there really there's really going to be some real push pushes to try and get your essence and your spirit over the line into the direction that they want want you to go, you know. And I think the only I think we're also at the same time we're getting forced as well to kind of like to choose completely and utterly choose, like because a lot of people are sitting on the fence right now. Um, I find that in social media too, like a lot of people aren't really giving their opinions on, on the topic now. Like this is the moment to stand up for what you believe in and give your opinion. Like most celebrities, as you noticed right now over the last few months, most celebrities are starting to, to come forward now like Nicki Minaj and other other celebrities around the world are now starting to step forward, you know, because the energy dynamics starting to shift a little bit now where it's actually becoming a bit more like acceptable to like kind of like give your true opinion and speak of your mind because just the energy dynamics now is cha definitely changing. Like cosmologically, we're moving through cycles now where we're moving into the we're moving into a point of consciousness where where it's kind of like now where it's kind of like where more people are going to be speaking the truth, you know, to some degree. And I think we're going to start seeing that unraveling a lot more on the planet. But at the same time, like I said before, you know, the magicians, as more people awakening, the magicians are going to start having to pull even more strings, and they're going to have to start pulling further and further and harder back. Um, to kind of try and combat that energy. I think that's what also like the symptoms of what's played out right now on the planet is because so many people are waking up so that so that when more people wake up, you know, the system has to work even more and they had to pull out a card to try and pull back that frequency and pull that energy because it was moving too fast. Um, but it also at the same time, I feel like what's going to ha what the dynamic is what's happening is that all of us in our own lives because we're all our own center of our own taurus field so whatever unfolds in front of you and around you is kind of just for you anyway so i kind of feel like in my own life that i know what my game's telling me like my game's telling me to get more self-reliant you know like um cut ties with the system cut ties with babylon until i do that it's going to continue to keep uh, 
um, developing a place where my soul just can't go to. So it's just going to kind of like my soul. I know it's like what Dolores Cannon says. I've said this loads of times, but where the souls, where the two new earths are coming together, and they and they can no longer be close together, so they just move apart. And that's what I kind of feel my soul's doing. You know, I'm being forced to kind of like choose very fast because I think a lot of us, you know, we kind of like. I think, and I'm, I'm also kind of dancing with this too. I'm kind of just thinking in my head, you know, this is just going to pass. It's just going to pass over. It's going to be fine. But I think we'll be surprised, you know. I think we're all going to have to personally, like, really devote our energies to one way or the other for the split. Or um, cause you can't just be in in limbo, you know. Are you, are you gonna if you stay in limbo, you're just going to stay on the old earth, you know. Yeah. And I think it's getting to the point now where, especially this next year, where we're really going to have to kind of like choose, like what direction you you 100% want to go into you can't just like have one toe in the in the babylon and have your toe in the other in the new earth you have to have both feet in wherever you want to go yeah it's making decisions a lot easier this whole pandemic i also think it's mad how it kind of relates to uh, shadow work because this what came up for me this morning was um a lot of anger towards the masculine because um, because of a controlling parent figure who would like give me freedom and then take it away at any time and that's and then I've realized that's exactly what's happening with the system it's like we'll give you certain freedoms but we'll take it but we're the ones that can um, take them away and it's this element of control that that was triggering an aspect of me and how it related to my programming growing up and how that related to the my parents programming and all these sorts of things and how it relates to the system as a whole so I think it's it is bizarre really like metaphysically what is happening right now because our own shadow work is affecting the the greater system and the external world as a whole mm. it's insane we'll leave it there anyway guys um thanks so much for tuning in uh, if you can as always check out the telegram group as well uh, the telegram group's a really cool place to, just to keep in touch with kind of when there's going to be a live stream and stuff coming up in the future and also if you can um just consider supporting the podcast if you can like through donation if you can um, you know like i know some people are in a position where they can't but it just kind of just gives a vessel and like you know like we're in a time now in the world where you know you promote with your consciousness what you want to see more of and it just helps me to keep this keep this going you know and support it support it you know that's all i'm saying anyway yeah um also i launched my website yesterday so i screw laura's website screw <laughs> her website my website in here as well screw a website <laughs> so that's <laughs> um <laughs> origin of laura.com and i've got like i offer tarot readings on there and um, some coaching i've got blog posts up um i'm gonna be sort of i'm working on something at the moment that i'm gonna start selling on there as well so um yeah if you're interested in that just feel free to check it out yeah, and my new website's going to be called um, Bill Gates Takes It Up The Poopy. Up The Poopy Pipe. <laughs> anyway, I love you all. Um, wherever you are in the world, keep seeking as always, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. See you later. Peace and love. Bye. Thanks so much for checking out that podcast there. Hope you liked it. I'm sure that added a lot of value in your life. Um, you know, If you ever have any questions about some of the things that we mentioned in this, feel free. Don't hesitate to reach out. Um, you know, that's what we're here for. That This is what we're creating this beautiful community for, you know, so we can actually create a hub where um, we can all feel safe to share ideas together, you know. Um, but anyway, I love you all. And as always, if you can, check out the one-off donation option and the Patreon page. It really helps me to be able to keep this thing going. Um, and I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. If you can help, it would mean the world uh, by donation or whatever it means that is. Even if it's just by sending a positive thought, that's also good too. But um if you can find it in your heart support the podcast and also just to play this one out as i always do um 
this is a bit of a different one um it's so it's a tra- track that i've kind of been listening to for a while and it's um I, I don't know how to fully pronounce this word it's called the the salfeggio frequencies it's called but um as i've done some research into it it's basically supposedly the salfeggio frequencies if that's how you pronounce it are part of these things called uh, the olden six tone scale which is believed to be incorporated into a lot of sacred music in the past um I think it's called the Gregorian chants as well, um, but these are unique tones and chants that are uh, found um, fundamental in sort of spiritual blessings and, and things like that and, and have some really beautiful sounds when they're played uh, uh, harm- harmoniously in ceremony and things like that. So I would definitely re- check a re- recommend checking out the Salfeggio frequencies, I think that's how you pronounce it. But this is a beautiful track anyway, has no has no voice, it's just uh, sound. And it's such a beautiful frequency to just bask in and uh, really is like, um, I think the, the art of healing music really is starting to really come back now and understanding the importance of how healing music can affect your body, your mind and your spirit. So anyway, enjoy this one and I'll catch you very soon in the next one. Peace and love. Mm-hmm.